Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 liberty in america is under assault we no longer live in a reality that includes property rights we're no longer the kings of our own castle we no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism instead we're negotiating our rights with our own government This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9. Even during football season when men in costumes are chasing balls, we are here to discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties designed specifically to distract you while they seize your liberty and a little bit of your property, too. And it's a big week, baby. Anonymous letters in the New York Times. Stephanopoulos interviews Papadopoulos and me without a euro. Uh, We had the wife come on, which, by the way, Macbeth, did you happen to get a load of her? Yeah, sure. She's with him out of love. She's the Russian spy collusion. I caught it all on Stephanopoulos. We'll get to that later in the show. But the real news, the Bolsheviks, who disguise themselves as Democrats, have called in the big hitter. Barry's back in town. Every time you think he's out, they pull him back in. And he's here at UIC with 16,000 wannabe socialists quiet as church mice as he goes on his Castro-like rant of preaching, really, not just the same stuff. This was my favorite kind of spin to the old song and dance because what he did, uh, I think it was Friday, the speech, what he did on Friday was beautiful. He took the modus operandi that brought him all the way to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and he tried to flip it to a little jujitsu, a little judo onto Trump, the policies of division, the demagoguery, the whole nine yards. And you know what? The captivation wasn't just in the audience. See, this just show, we, you know, Macbeth, I told you before, I get the emails from Italy all the way back to my mother's home country, Italy, where we have fans. So the one thing they got to remember, this is the Sololansky stronghold, the hub of the new spin of the old socialism, where this time it's compassionate. And we're going to stick you in a J. Crew suit, we're going to loosen that top collar, and they're going to love you. You're going to be the new socialist Mr. Rogers. And they really, he's got that whole speech pattern of Bill Clinton with the twist of little Dick Durbin in there, that monotone, which everybody loves. In fact, uh, Macbeth, do you have a little Obama ready for me? When we turn away and stop paying attention, and stop engaging, and stop believing, and look for... The newest diversion, the, the electronic versions of bread and circuses. Then other voices fill the void. A politics of fear and resentment and retrenchment takes hold. And demagogues promise simple fixes. 
to complex problems. No promise to fight for the little guy, even as they cater to the wealthiest and most powerful. No promise to clean up corruption and then plunder away. They start undermining norms that ensure accountability and try to change the rules to entrench their power further. And I have to say... Yeah. I edited a lot of gaps of silence out of that, but nothing else. Oh, he's got those dramatic long pauses. Yes, I, well, this show's only sure. an hour long. Yeah. And you forgot happen. the title. The title of reading from Barack Obama's memoirs. See, that's what that was. That yeah. wasn't an indictment of Trump. That's what got you where you are, brother. It was, it was a almost line-by-line description of his, his first campaign and both terms. From the community organizer all the way to 1600 Pennsylvania, that's what he did. And we're strapped with the yokes of tyranny and failure that he engineered perfectly, such as that failure Obamacare. And as you listen to these frauds in Illinois, they're pretending to somehow fix it without exposing the fact it was always intended to be broken. Just broken like a chain around your neck, strapping you to where this is the argument now. And they pretend it works. And the little guy that he represents is the very guy he bankrupted. And the only people who are not affected are the very billionaires he chastises. The ones with the big fat stomachs and the stretch marks on their earlobes like Pritzker. Those ones. Those are the ones that don't care. The average guy, even the guy making six figures, is stripped of his property. All because of what you said you were going to do as the demagogue you claim to hate. This is the irony of it all. So the reality is he's not describing Trump. He's describing Barack Hussein Obama, little Dick Durbin, all the way down to the nine-fingered step-aside Mayor Emanuel. And Trump. And Trump. And Trump. Yeah, he is describing Trump. He's describing Trump very accurately, and it points out the fact that he was pretty much the same way. What What he's giving you is the playbook from now on to get elected to anything from your municipal mayor all the way to president. This is the agenda. This is what they do. This is why... It, yeah, if it, you can get somebody yelling loud enough and you're, and you're you know, backing you, then yeah. I don't know if it's yelling or if it's that, if it's that Mr. Rogers uh, even-toned, I've got the solutions, and I'm the only one that's reasonable in the room. And I know those solutions sound like socialism, but me in this J. Crew suit, no, no, no. I'm compassionate. I know how to fix it. Now, I know we're going to be bothered with the reality, and I know, and this is the other thing that they avoid. Nobody wants to talk about how they jammed Obamacare down our throats, how he had to exempt his, the people who paid him off that he called, says they were friends, the companies. We're not talking about any of that. And the, the annoying part by the Republicans is they're not talking about the fiscal policies he put in place that now Trump cheers as of Friday when, he, when the lie of the economy which is nothing more than the result of massive, targeted, created monetary base into banks. And the problem is, it is a stupefied public, a willfully ignorant who think they're cut in on the socialism combination, and those who recognize, if these people are in power, I win. Because this is what he's, what he's not saying, is both he and Trump, sheer, they, they, they cheer the position that it puts them in to be in, a, in, a, in this power. They love the fact that it makes them gods and it makes us servant to their whims. This is the problem I have. Uh, Macbeth, I know you're busy, but do you have the clip too from Obama? Do you mind? Uh... Sometimes the backlash comes from people who are genuinely, if wrongly, fearful of change. More often it's manufactured by the powerful and the privileged 
who want to keep us divided and keep us angry and keep us cynical because that helps them maintain the status quo and keep their power and keep their privilege. Who's he talking about? Who is he talking about? He's not talking about the individual entrepreneur, the rich man. He's talking about the, those who have corrupted successfully government and the government corruption he stokes. The power is taken away from the citizens. It is only in government, really, since, since Bush before him. You could argue that it was laid prior to that. I agree with you. But it's been stoked and, and really uh, uh, exploded, exploded under his kind of presidency. I appreciate his, you anticipating and making my arguments in my best. His, uh, his fiat presidency. And you know, Macbeth, I got to tell you what I'm, it's, I feel like, and I get this all the time. You know, I have a couple businesses and I get guys that come in that listen to the show and they're like, no, no, no. I had this happen to me last night by a dear friend of mine. He's like, you don't understand. I know you're against this policy of this, this manipulation and this Keynesianism and the tariffs. And I, I heard you for eight years, you know, when you talked about it. But this guy's going to do it right. And once again, you know, this being a homeboy yourself, you put us in that power of trust of whom exactly. Right. Because it's still a dude. It's and not only it's that, still a dude. It's still the cabinets. You know, I laugh every time we talk about this cabinet yeah. that's put together by Trump. The only one that was maybe worse is Obama's. And the reality is, it's it, we're doing the same song and dance. So here he's actually correct. Obama is right when he describes his path to the White House and Trump's. Yeah, and who's coming after him? Is it going to be Spartacus Booker? Because it sure does look like it to me. Well, he tried. And we, we both had said a while back that, uh, look for Cory Booker to run. And I even said he was going to be the Dem nominee. Um this week may have may have damped that down a little bit. And you know, um, Macbeth, as I as I listen to the shows here in Illinois and stuff, and I, I get the calls and the guys walk in, you got to get involved. I just had a friend Facebook message me, Rounder was at a barbecue. Uh, you should have came. You could have asked him questions. Could have thrown How sauce long are you going to be a sucker? How Oof. long are you going to be a pigeon? I, I, I don't understand. And, <laughs> okay, the first time around, I voted for him. I mean, you want to make the lesser two evil arguments? Fine, whatever. But I voted for him because he said a lot of the right things. So once somebody's there and they don't do a lot of the right things, how can you still give them any benefit of the doubt? Because I didn't necessarily believe him in the beginning, but you have to actually judge what happens. And you know what's funny is as you watch Pritzker's commercials, not only is I it... I try in, not to. Well, I, I, so unfortunately, bad. I'm inundated with And there's it. so many of them. It's crazy. I've never seen such a slew of, uh, on a statewide race. You watch the facts that he's laying out. Six billion when he took over in trouble. Sixteen billion today. Oh, he's got the case against Rounder down he's got, flat, and, but, and but, it takes away from who he is. But right, the suggestion is that he's going to do any better. Um, that's pretty laughable. Because here's what's going to happen: the corruption that we all hate, the systemic, the nationwide laughable corruption, that's from Pritzker's lineage, all the way back to his grandfather. That's who planted the seed, and ironically, that's who's going to run the state. Uh, Sean Thompson. Liberty Hour, we'll be back, 312-642-5600. I gave my name just in case, you know, when they come and they take me in the van and audit me. All that. We'll be back after these messages. I don't know what we're yelling about! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. 
Everybody knows so as I heard today from both sides, they promise to keep the yoke of failure and the chains of tyranny called Obamacare in place. And see, Macbeth, this, I, this particularly annoys me, not just because it stripped me of $100,000 in premium since it's passed. But the only insurance that a guy like me can get is the one where you have that $15,000 deductible, where it is designed specifically to do two things, bankrupt me and and never pay for anything or corrupt me and make me get subsidized. See, because this is the other call I get from the insurance uh, salesman on Western Avenue. Oh, you know, you might qualify for a subsidy. I'm a man. I don't get subsidized. The problem is the, the rest of the country, or a large portion of them, they just want their piece of the pie. It's, this is the problem we face, is that we've lost our character. And now you're looking for these demagogues in their J.Crew costumes who's, who have never done anything like Barack Hussein Obama. That's including pick out a nice wife. That are was you, a cheap shot. Are you hoping, um, or, or were you thinking you might get confused with another Barack Obama? Well, be, there's 50 behind them. Cory Booker is Barack Obama. Barack Obama yeah, is just Karl Marx. But, he's just a Bolshevik. But it's he's the not same named spiel. Barack Obama. No. Why, why differentiate between Barack Hussein Obama and other Barack Obamas? Because I like it. Do you know of any it other Barack flows. Obamas? It flows, baby. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I think it does. No, it really doesn't. It flows. Yeah, and it I'll doesn't. tell you another thing. That's the leverage. See, because it's that reverse guilt Right, you can't say his middle name because someone might think it's a, it's attached to the Middle East. I don't care. No, you see your producer. I'm not against. It's I'm not against Muslims. I don't care. I agree with the fact that a very small percentage of them are dangerous. I have no problem with it. So I'm I'm not going to be subjected to this reverse. Don't say the race, the religion, the sexual orientation because none of that matters to me. See, I'm the one who believes that's the individual's right. I'm not looking for collectivism on every, any level. The collectivist argument is shared between the two bipartisan hacks called Republicans and Democrats. They're the ones who pretend to have the virtue, who pretend to have the moral high ground. The one who says, you're the king of your castle, all of a sudden, that's a, that's a radical idea. Well, this guy must be a purist. What are you, some sort of fundamentalist? Don't you want to be the collective? I got a, t- a tweet or a Twitter, whatever the hell it's called, from a guy who says, oh, what do you want to go back to the insurance the way it was? you damn right I do. Because here's the reality. One day I'm going to be on that bed dying. And I don't know what, and it may be tomorrow, and it may be in 30 years, but under no circumstances do I want you to take money off your kid's table, Macbeth, because I love your kids, even though I don't know them, because they're your kids. And Why would I, I put I, money on my kid's table? Because this is the argument of this collectivism. It's that, as a collective, you're to share table. my problems. What kind, of a, what kind of a low life would use somebody's weakness as a weapon against other people? That's the socialist platform, and it sickens me. It's my and here's the problem: style. he's been out for how many? What two years? About he comes years, back, yeah. and all of a sudden, you t- look at look at the Channel Five News. Uh, what's Do I her have name? to? Allison Rosati. She looks like all of a sudden food went on sale again. She's all excited and titillated. All right, let's go to Mike. Mike on the North Side. How are you, handsome? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I called over to the cigar store. Guido and Rocco are bringing the work van over. You're going to throw Macbeth and bring it to my garage. Yeah, yeah Macbeth's gonna, a good guy. We're, we're going to discuss about him voting voting for Rauner. Yeah, I got well. I got the bolt cutters ready. Were you Were you actually listening? You, yeah, he said he was sorry. And you yeah, got, no, no. Well, not only not only did I say that it was a mistake. 
uh, to ever, you know, think that he was anything else. But I also said I didn't believe him. Yeah, that's true. And I said that there was, there was, you know, you make the lesser two arguments, whatever. It's a matter of practicality. And Mike, you know who so, made that same argument to me? You could save the gas. You know who made that argument to me, McBath and Mike? Uh, Dan I won't Proft. fit in your van Dan anyway. Proft made that. He makes that argument. He made that argument to me when I because I, well, I it's I, a I solid argument for him. It's sound reason. Well, here I'm going to tell you something that Dan Proft doesn't know, and John Cash doesn't know, and Joe Walsh doesn't know. They're talking about this mayoral race, and they're all giving you goofy reasons why Rom dropped. Rom was never going to serve more than. Two terms. Two full terms are how many years? Eight. What's the statute of limitations on the Daily Crime family? Seven years. <laughs> they can investigate all they want. They can go through the books. They find out those, those uh, mental midgets from Bridgeport stole, and you can do nothing yeah. about it. That's so the whole like, reason. You, think, you don't have to discuss well, anything other, else. You think, you think that Rahm Emanuel is, was just mayor of Chicago in order to cover the back end of the Daily administration? I, I think it was. That's it. I think it was. It. And, no and the bonus form was: you cover for us, and you could steal as much as you want. You and know, the next you person's going to cover give you. Up a long time you know what, Mike? That's, now. that's review mirror stuff. And here's the reality: you get, people forget that during the Obama administration, there were two major investment firms set up here in Chicago, two major ones: Ariel Investments and Vistria. These are these are the friends who played basketball with Barack Obama. These are the ones that are interwoven to Penny Pritzker, who's twice the man JB will ever be. These are the ones who have, since their creation, done that smash and grab where the Obama regulations have crushed the companies. They swoop in and buy them. The regulations go away and the companies gain their value back. Both Phoenix College and numerous mortgage companies. And you look at these people, none of them have investment background, yet they're all overnight billionaires. So this is this is Chicago is the perfect perfect hub to hide this corruption in because we're used to it and we're numb by it. We really are. And here's the other thing, Mike. You know Jaded. this better than anybody because you work with them. As long as people think they're cut in on the pie, they'll vote for it again. That's why Pritzker's a runaway winner. I mean, I, really, I think we got to just get boxes together and give it, send them the rounder. Michael, thank you so much for taking the call. We got time for the other caller? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Greg. Andy's on topic. Greg, how are you, buddy? Thanks for calling the show. Hey. Uh, good. How are you doing? Wonderful. Splendid. Listen, I got a question for you. I heard you say something about paying a higher deductible on insurance. And, and to me, maybe, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just me. You know, I want my insurance to cover me against the bigger ticket items. Yeah. I know I can speak for myself only and say that I can cover that higher deductible, but, you know, I don't want to get nickeled and diamond. Where did nickel and diamond us is every time we got to go get a goddamn uh, dental exam. Um, you know what I'm saying? I want to rephrase that. that but here's the thing, Greg. Here's you, the almost thing. Had, you almost stopped if yourself. Under, this, under, the, under Obamacare. The only way it would allow a guy like me, a small businessman, to operate, where I don't want the platinum and the silver and the bronze and right. the nonsense. You just want to buy a plan. I had to go to a plan, which I, I, I think was grandfathered in, and then they got rid of it. I don't know what happened, and then Trump signed it, where I had a $15,000 deductible. That's the only way I could keep it. Yeah. And my premium went from $500, which, by the way, McBeth, I laugh because I used to complain to my wife about it. Yeah. I used to go, what are you, crazy? We were talking about that about a month ago. $519 a month. Yeah, I'm right. $2,200 a month. And God forbid I'd something happens. I'd for a $519 premium at this point. It's 15000 off the top of the head. You know what I mean? And here's the other thing, Macbeth. That's all irrelevant because Greg's right. It's what Greg wants. It's what you want. It's what I want. Right. It's not this nonsense. Because here's the thing. The three of us in the future are dead. We're all dead. I don't want to use my illness against Greg's kids, and I know he doesn't want to use it against mine. The problem is we allowed, we took our eye off the ball, and we forgot to identify what the real problem is, and that is insurance itself is a scam. 
It is a fraud. There was a short time ago we didn't have insurance. You needed something, you paid for it. Period. End of story. And if you can't go to it, then go on a payment plan. Or here's a novel idea. Incentivize the provider to take the indigent and those people who can't pay. Alleviate him from your tax burdens. But government isn't interested in taking its foot off your neck. It just wants to rearrange where it's standing. Reform the amount of people and uh, the amount of different ways that they can be sued. You know, they're all Come looking on. They're all looking for answers. And in the meantime, what is the first thing they all do? They have exempt themselves from their very policies, these scoundrels that they are. Rats. Thanks I asked my doctor, uh, not my primary doctor, but another one that I see for my knee, uh, how much he pays, just in, on, on a you know percentage basis, approximately how much of his net revenue per year, pre-tax, just how much of his total money goes to liability protection. He said almost 30%. Dear friend of mine, I, listen, and That's I. That's nuts. He's, he was a friend of my family. I, I don't go to doctors, all right? That's why I called a family friend. His name was Jim. He was, the, he was handsome. It, it, the best guy around. His hair was a mess. He was a, he was a character. And the smartest son of a gun you ever saw. He'd look at you and tell you what's wrong. There are a lot of doctors that are like that. They're like would, Emmett Brown. I'm telling you, you'd love this guy. He was, he was brilliant, all right? And uh, you'd go to him, and, and it got so bad that right after they passed it, the first thing that was happening is their premiums shot through the roof. This guy had to sell his business and then he went to work for a hospital. Then he's like, I worked for myself all those years. I can't do it. No. He's no longer a doctor. Yeah. The girl who, who was the, my wife's doctor when the baby was born, my little one, she couldn't afford the medicine, OBGYN. No longer a doctor. This is all you've succeeded in doing is bankrupting people. But here's the yeah. thing. We get priced out of our plan six years win. in a row. They win because look at us. We're just two guys in a radio studio and everybody driving out there. We're slaves to them. Slaves. And God forbid you, you go outside the system. Now you're a criminal. This is what government loves. It's the Leviathan. And it can never be satisfied because all it wants to do is grow its power. Here's the problem. The Republicans have no argument. None. Zero. And that's why you get a seven foot of stupid lackluster fraud like Browner to run who he's got to run his wife as commercials because that's the real coward. Then we'll get to the anonymous letter next. I'm really irritated about that. Obama's back. It's the Liberty Hour. We'll be back, too. If you're on the line, stay on the line. I'll get to you. I know there's getting a guy there for a while. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Break down the politics, smoke out the spin. And here's the thing, Macbeth. It's the same thing with that Republican scumbag congressman. Busted for insider trading, now nobody says a word. Because they're doing the same thing. That's the bipartisanship they really accomplish. Bipartisanship nonsense where they fix and scam and profit and we sit here because it's infuriating people people should be forgiven for thinking that maybe we continue the show while we're not on the air and it's because we do they just missed about a five minute golden segment they really did and uh, And it's because this is is now the aftermath of that it's because of that book see you know i mean first of all i love the the books on corruption number one but there's there's one that i'm involved i'm almost done with it i got two more chapters and it's that secret empire by peter schweitzer yep I mean, he even covers it. Mike from the North Side would love it. You know why? He goes into the connection between China and the dailies. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would, brother, there are guys. Well, don't forget, Rahm Emanuel was only in office because daily needed to be covered up for. He grew up. He was their lapdog. They kept him around like one of those designer puppies. on 
please. Wrought iron fence contracts or something. I don't know. And look at the chaos yeah. that goes on now in Chicago. Look at look. There's how many people. What all versions chaos? of the same no, one. No, no, no. Whether it's that Lightfoot or Preckwinkle, I can't tell them apart. If there wasn't six inches and 30 pounds, who could tell the difference? 30. Yeah, all right. I was, I was being gentle. All of a sudden, there's, oh, who's going to be the mayor? It doesn't matter because the system will stay the same. As a radio producer... Um, and someone who, and someone, well, well, yeah, you just shut up in general. All right. Uh, but as a radio producer, someone who, uh, who really does a lot of grabbing sound bites, um, who do I have to pay to get Willie Wilson, the Chicago mayor? Oh my God. Oh, who does he have I to pay? Please. Can I please? Here, and this guy's supposed to be the conservative. He's handed out hundred dollar bills. He's, he's I the mean, most, he's well, open and no, no, notorious. no, no, no. Are they fifties? He's the conservative ish. And what that was was something he does all the time, which is his 501c3 helping people with their property tax payments. That's that's what he has done for years. I mean, it, he didn't do anything different. The only difference there was that Rauner and some cameras were there. Why he has Rauner pelling him? I have no idea. This isn't that's like the like, gangs uh, of New York. Where it's, it's like, like trying like, to get rid of the plague by wearing a dress made of dead rats. It's not like 1840 where it's the gangs of New York and you just hand out money to be elected. I mean, he's, that's, he's just, and that's not what you know why? Because he can't articulate a damn thing. In, in I don't a, even know what the hell he's talking about. This is the second time he ran. That's not what he was doing. Right, please. It's outrageousness. That's, it's not outrageous. Well, here, oh. It's a charity that has been doing this for years, handing out money to help people with their property tax payments. Well, wait a minute. He just, anybody who comes in line, how many of those people he gives money to own property? They, they all like submit their property tax payment, their oh, property tax bills. they're just bills. stand in line, he's handing it out. He's no. A fraud. No. All right, well, they I mean, he might well be a fraud. I have no idea. He should run as a Republican. But I know what was going on in that room, and it has nothing to do with buying votes yeah. any more than anybody well, else again, has to do I'll, with buying votes. I'll pull votes. the same reason I don't want to be subsidized for my, my uh, yoke of tyranny, Obamacare. I'm a man. I pay my bills. Yeah. I mean, somebody handed me something. Yeah, but if no, you did, the problem with the world. and he did, it shouldn't be illegal just because he's running for mayor. And here's the other thing. I was so fired up about Obama because, you know, there's a new one in, in Florida. It's the same Obama spiel, and he's going to be governor. That guy's going to be governor. He's running under the same socialism, and the guy he's running against is afraid to defend the liberty view, the principles that built the country, because his opponent's black. I don't understand that. It doesn't matter what color somebody is. When they preach socialism, they're preaching slavery, even though they may be black. Because the one thing socialism is, is slavery. When one citizen is strapped to another in the name of the other. But that's not who gets your money. The government gets your money. And the government is the one who imprisons you when you break its rules. And the government is the one who makes laws like spears against you. It's the joke of all jokes. Oh, and then they broke it up because, you know, I had to watch the shows. So I went to two shows. I went with Meet the Press just to see how much Harry lost. Yeah. F. Chuck Todd? It was a little bit. I, uh, just to see. He's losing hair like his neck was on There's, fire. It's, well, no, let's, let's, let's be nice. He's gaining a little bit of gloss. Oh, okay. Yeah. His face is growing. You know what? I liked it. His face is growing. He's <laughs> not losing is, hair. His face is growing his, on him, but not the rest of us. His face is growing. Then I yeah. flipped over. Like I said, you got to watch Stephanopoulos interview Papadopoulos, and I, I was the, I was yelling Opa when they brought out the hot wife. Now Did you see They're her? both small. Yeah, the Russian lady. They're both small guys, right? Who had the bigger stool? Oh, well, first of all, there's booster seats involved. The only one that wasn't on one was Svetlana. Have you ever seen those uh, side shots of, uh, what was it, Good Morning America or whatever, when they've got everybody else's feet are touching the ground and he looks like a six-year-old in the toilet? <laughs> 
There's, it's like Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> They're just dangling. The best is when Rahm Emanuel, when the security pulls him out of the, out of the, the suburban like he was going to preschool. They have to set him down. <laughs> okay, you can make it. The Erie Street Cafe where we'll buy you lunch. Um, so anyway, Papadopoulos brings on the Russian collusion because there's no doubt in my mind now. Because if you take a look at Papadopoulos, who has to tie a, tie a pork chop around his neck to get the dog to play with him, he's got Svetlana. Are you saying he's not Mr. Personality? I'm saying his wife is a 12. There's <laughs> no way. Who knows? There's no well, way. You might find an argument. Come on, that. give me a little Svetlana. You were questioned as well by Robert Mueller's team. And from the start, they suspected you were a Russian agent. How did that manifest itself? Um, first of all, uh, I, am, I, have, I come from a, a political background myself. Love I used it. to work as a diplomat. Yeah. She's busy hunting moose and squirrel. <laughs> I tell you what, all I need is Putin sitting on a stool kissing a baby giraffe in a velour jogging suit. Oh, uh, no, perfect. no, no. Shirtless. It's perfect. Shirtless. This is the we'll get it when we come back. We'll get to your calls. 312-642-5600. If you're on the line, I'll take your calls. I know we had two hangups. So stay on the line. I'll get to you. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. All right, if you're just tuning in to The Liberty Hour, this is the segment where I do strict conspiracies. And these are mine. No one is affiliated, including Macbeth. Yeah, unfortunately, I just have to be here for it. Okay, so Papadopoulos... who, I mean, honestly, Steph- Stephanopoulos, he's the kid that they, at the family picture. I, I haven't seen the whole family, but Makes I'm guessing want a the euro. Fa- he's in the back row at the end, just so you don't want to make the young kid sick. Right. He, however, somehow, and my wife got mad at me. She's like, no one's a 12. All right. So she's an attractive girl, especially yeah, your use of you, your scales off. I just got to well, say, I'm, go I'm old. Anyway, you are. she's got that whole kind of stripper thing going on. Anyway, um, that's a negative, though. She's a, a Russian with that thick accent. She's a 10, and she marries the troll. That's the collusion. Bingo. Got it. Play us, Svetlana. You were questioned as well by Robert Mueller's team, and from the start, they suspected you were a Russian agent. How did that manifest itself? Um, first of all, uh, I, am, I, have, I come from a, a political background myself. I used to work as a diplomat at the European Parliament for sure few years. And uh, this could be a red flag because many uh, officials at the European Union actually, uh, it's a cover-up for spy uh, jobs. <laughs> so I was introduced uh, to Joseph Mifsud by the head of socialist group at the European Parliament. Oh, the head and, socialist group. Uh, hmm. started to work with them in London shortly after I ended my work at the European Parliament. Of course, this connection was highly suspicious. I respect uh, the. I always uh, said I respect Mueller's uh, interest uh, in um, my uh, profile because uh, clearly uh, it's uh, it's it's quite uh, uh, alarming. <laughs> I mean, are you nuts? This is what she admits to. Yes, I worked for the head socialist. Yes, I was political. Of the Europeans. I come yeah. from a political in an industry. I worked that is in a known, place that's known for having spies. Known to be a cover. And then I was spies. talking about this head guy, and I was meeting with him, and he was the cupid for me and my husband, who works at the American. Min- come on. Does she have to change her name to Natasha and call Stephanopoulos Bullwinkle before we figure out who she is? Oh, wouldn't that be great if he just he just turned into some raving oh, moose? First of all, that'd be funny. I think she took her shot and aimed low. When Mueller started investigating <laughs> you, he thought you were a Russian spy. <laughs> so that's number Jeez. one. Number two, the anonymous op-ed that has taken the attention of our president, which I have to say, 
His, it's not hard to do. His reaction. It really is Dude, it's like, do. does anybody know him? Can his son, you know, I, I, granted I didn't have a great relationship with the old man, but now I do. He's an old man. He's the same age, I think, as this guy. No, he's a little older. Anyway, can't you just go up and say, Dad, why don't you shut the hell up and focus? Focus! You got a job to do. Oh, because he'll be on he'll be on uh, a list at that point. Be excommunicated. So now let's. This go guy on. cannot tolerate um, I mean, someone someone not being in line. It's I, it's just if if this guy was in security as a father of, of two insane. kids who are yeah. teenagers. When I'll remember, if your kid asked a question in third grade, the school alarms went off. The principals called you. I think your kid may have attention deficit disorder. We have to medicate him. He said, "Get what are you out of your mind?" Isn't any of these principals watching Trump? Can't we get this guy on Ritalin instead of every sixth grader in the country? Oh, Ritalin's a stimulant. I don't think you want him on Put him on something, for God's sakes. Let him focus on the job, because here's the reality. You can't put two and two together. Woodward's book comes out, right? He is the messiah, messiah of the slanted socialist pretending to be a reporter in media. He's the guy, Woodward. It doesn't get any better than him. His book comes out simultaneously. An anonymous op-ed from a supposed higher-up in the Trump administration. That you can't substantiate anything that's now, in it because in, they won't release it. It's worth saying, too, that the uh, New York Times previously had somebody, uh, an op-ed, or I think it was just an interview maybe, with some anonymous they senior. They made it, it was Well, no, it was some senior official and something, but it was an intern. I am speculating, so let me be very clear. There's no affiliation with the radio station or anybody in it. I say they That's wrote right. it. They made it up. The New York Times, two morons who think they look like uh, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford in their corduroy sport coats, they made it up. Writ fake. Well, all I'm you have to do fake. is have somebody type up a letter. And they're laughing. Or type up a letter yourself. And they're laughing and you can say at it came reaction. from anywhere. I mean, what do you mean you're going you're gonna, to you're anonymous? Well, then it doesn't exist. If I can't substantiate it, it's a lie told by an ex-girlfriend who's mad at me because I didn't call her after prom. Maybe Cory Booker can, can help get I, to the bottom of this. Can one. you tell I rehearsed that? No. All right. It was terrible. Listen, it, if, if you would have rehearsed, that would have been better. All right. I don't rehearse anything. We come in here with two pieces of paper. And no, the no, other no, thing no. Is, don't confuse rehearsing with prep. You don't prep anything. I read all I week. I guarantee. I read all week. Mr. and Mrs. Listening Audience, right now, I guarantee you, Sean stands in front of the mirror at least once or twice a week rehearsing something. I have never stood in front of the mirror and rehearsed. Uh-huh. Oh. I uh-huh. count how many hairs I'm losing. Uh-huh. Anyway, they got Brand, uh, Bannon, Steve Bannon, speaking count of standing in front of the mirror. how many still have some color other <laughs> yeah, than gray. they're all gray. He, this, if I gained a couple pounds, I could beat a Steve Bannon guy. Anyway, Steve Bannon is claiming that it is a coup d'etat. A coup. Right. As if as if there isn't always a coup. Yeah, because this anonymous letter has um, a military branch behind it. What it is, it, is it's taking your eye off the ball that we've that the more you dig into the Mueller investigation, the more you realize those investigators are the ones who were really working in collusion with a with a corrupt administration to get their guy out to, to misuse of power was done by Obama. Trump didn't collude with anybody. I don't think he has the attention to collude. Do you? And we know now that Pap- Papadopoulos, come on, he's, he's beyond the weak link. I don't think he's he like has the coffee, uh, Papadopoulos. Who did it, I don't think he has the political aptitude to know how to navigate uh, the process of collusion. Honestly, I don't think Trump knows the honestly, names of his daughter-in-laws. I think if if there were something um, major there, I don't think they were astute enough politically in the business world. Sure, I think they'd just be just fine. They operate normally, but in the political world, when every single move is watched. 
I don't think they'd have the wherewithal to keep it a secret for this long and or to keep it under wraps for this long. You know, just not, that's not what they we're do. We're in the midterms, and the Republicans are running on we're not Democrats. They're not running on alleviating us from any of these you nonsense. Lie. No, I'm not lying. I'm telling the no, truth. No, they're lying. We're going to get to your calls. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after these messages. The Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Sean from Elmwood Park. All right. I'm still mad, Macbeth, from Friday. Yeah, whatever. Still mad. So I think Proft, I know why. It's Proft. Well. He did it to me again. So he comes in Monday, or Friday, I guess. Yeah. And Amy has the sniffles. Amy, well, Amy was sick Friday. Like every yeah. teamster on Friday. Oh, I don't feel good. Because they, you know, if you miss the right day, you get a three-day week. I don't know. Amy's a pretty straight shooter. Oh, yeah. Come on. If she's Amy says she's scoliosis. sick. She doesn't do anything If straight. Amy says she's sick, she's sick. And uh, anyway, he doesn't, no, I don't get a call, nothing. Because you know me, I'm like Batman when it comes to radio. I'll, right. I'll, I'll be here, baby. Well, if I were Dan, I would have ghosted you for the next four hours, and hoping that you wouldn't notice. He wouldn't even take my call. I think I might have called. I can't remember. Anyway. Again, don't blame him. You know, he has a propensity to pick up cigars when he goes to golfing, so he comes by the thing. I said, listen, you know I want to talk to Scotch lady, who, by the way, is my contact. Yeah. Scotch lady is my He's a friend of mine. I met him through a friend. We became friends. He comes to the Elmhurst Cigar House. We have cigars. We argue. Although he's in town, he didn't come this time. But I'll, I'll, I'll make fun of them. And I wanted to talk about the economy because I hear the same claims under Obama or that, was, that they made under Obama. What a raging economy it is instead of the targeted fraud in lending and, and credit to Wall Street where that's the only real growth and the, and the shift of different programs of welfare to pretend everything's going great. And they're selling confidence more than reality. This is the things I want to talk about. And then Brett Baer. You know, I got a, I got a man crush on Brett Baer. I love him because he knows what a 1985 Riviera looks like. And I had that car. Oh! I'm telling you. So I'm very upset. Wow. All right. I'm thrilled. Although I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm, I'm very irritated. And if Amy's sick tomorrow, I better get a call. You know what you're really good at? What's that? Bad radio. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. You're welcome. Uh, do we have a, a, another clip there? Yes. Do it. Do it! Come on! Do it now! That's not the clip I was looking for. Oh, well, you asked if we had another clip. We have plenty of them. All right, come on. Give me a little bit more from uh, Anonymous. What do we got? Any more Stephanopoulos? Uh, no, I got nothing. I got I got this. Break down the politics. Smoke out the spin. What you did was prep three minutes less of radio show than you needed, my friend. No, I didn't. Yes, because, you did. No, I didn't. Because as, yeah, I, did. as, I, log on really to, did. as I log on to the screen. Oh, uh, no. I'm telling you, U.S. says Assad has approved another gas attack again. And they just brought back how many bodies from Afghanistan? Last time you say you didn't believe it. They brought back how many bodies from Afghanistan last week? Two. Now we have the vice president meets with the guys who want to do a coup in Venezuela. We're wars all over the country. The only thing I liked about Trump was that he was anti-interventionist. He wins the, the White House and we're everywhere. I don't get it, Macbeth. It's every president, though. It's all the same, isn't it? It's every president. It's like it's like governor in Illinois. Why? Why? I'm, I'm telling you right now. Why even go? Why there's, even vote? There's two presidents in the history of this country who have not deployed troops to foreign soil. Coolidge. One, one was Jimmy Carter, and to be fair, he did deploy special forces in a failed attempt to rescue God, hostages. He was a dummy. But the other one was William Henry Harrison, who contracted pneumonia while giving his inauguration speech and was president for thirty something days. What about Coolidge? 
Coolidge did. Are you sure? Yes. All right. I'm sure because the what Snapple a- cap says the sna- there are two presidents. No. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, what's Booker going to do? Because uh, as Republicans become... I think he really wanted there to be something, thought there was, didn't bother checking, and then was counting on getting expelled from the Senate so he could start his 2020 run. As Republicans embrace policies of Democrats, mm. we become more enslaved. Well, and the difference between the presidents becomes less and less. Started before which is why lifetime. Republicans cheer for Trumponomics, which is exactly like Obamanomics. It just has a different car salesman. It's the same thing. <laughs> Same result. Nice sound effects. See, you're getting this. It's the same thing. Oh, yes. You're teaching me radio, are you? But here at the Liberty yes. Hour, on Sunday nights, this is the terrestrial thinking think tank for the common man. This really is. Easy for you to say. I almost didn't say it. You know why? I got the Come gun. on. We only need to kill another 30 seconds. I got but. the gun guys circling the studio like sharks. They can't wait to get in here. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back next week. Now, stay tuned. I always forget the gun guy's name. Nice try, Sean. David Lombardo. David Lombardo. And Gretchen Fritz. Yeah, and they're armed, and I didn't bring a cigar for them, so we'll see if I can get out of here clean. Talk to you next week. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.